Hi guys and welcome to Life in the Peloton, I'm Mitch Stocker and we've made it to the first rest day. It's the second week of the Vuelta and we've got our second instalment of Logan Owen, Freshman on the Grand Tour. If you haven't checked out the first episode, go back and listen to it. I released it last week and you can hear Logan's insights before he even starts the Grand Tour and then his feelings after the first couple of stages. Before we jump in, I want to say thanks to everyone who's gone out there and bought some merchandise. It's really helping. All the proceeds are going back into the podcast and it's helping us produce a better podcast for you guys to have a listen. If you haven't bought something, make sure you go out and check the store. It's at lifeinthepeloton.com and just click on the side there and check out the store, our Etsy store, and get some of that merch and make sure you post it up on the web so we can see what everyone's looking like in the sweet new merch. I want to also mention we're proud members of the Wide Angle Podium Network, which is an awesome collection of all cycling podcasts in one place. So if you haven't gone over and checked them out before, check them out at wideanglepodium.com and check out some of their other podcasts, but also make sure you listen to our one too. Well, guys, without further ado, I bring you the next episode, Logan Owen, Freshman on Tour. Quick, quick check-in after stage six was, stage six was always going to be a tough day anyway. Uphill start, category two, then into a category three, then just lumpy all day with a, with a couple of category threes at the finish. It was just going to be a tough day for guys like you and me. And it started off tough. Run me through the beginning of the race before we get to what actually happened in the day. Yeah. Um, like, what happened before the climbs? Yeah, well, just... Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I was a little worried. What I was mean, your role today? Uh, you, both you and I, our role was to uh, keep the keep the attacks moving into the climb, all, all 5K of it. So, uh, <laughs> and that's like pretty much going against any, anything that we ever want to do. Exactly. It's like going against your instincts. It's like something's hot. Don't touch it. It's like, I want you to touch that hot plate today, Mitch. Yeah. You're like, but why? And like, well, cause we want it. So that was like what we had to do today was like, we want the breakaway to go before the climb. Yeah. And the team's like, let's keep it open so we can race on the climb. And we're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It definitely hurt hurt me to, to do what I was doing because I was like, oh, this is just going to keep hurting. So, yeah. <laughs> and then we hit the climb. And, of course, the race exploded. And uh, we are in a group just sort of trucking along. How was that? Yeah, it was good, actually. I, I, we were riding hard, but it wasn't anything... I don't think both of us couldn't couldn't handle. We were, I mean, we were digging deep, but it was, we were we were just doing it. Speak for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I was on the limit of just handling it. Yeah, we were. I, I don't know. It was it was good. And then we uh, we were rolling together. It was we were, had a good good group going. Then we chased for like what seventy k or something. First experience of a early group chasing back on. How was that? 
it was it, it was actually fun. It kind of reminded me of uh, doing like group rides back home where we just like do through and off all day. And I was like, oh, that's just a through and off just with a bunch of world tour guys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in Spain. It reminded me of a handicap because we got like the in Australia we race these handicap races, and it reminded me we got the call. You're, you're four minutes down. You got to catch him. You're like, oh, scratch bunch is coming. Watch out. Anyway, we got on and um, then just as we sort of got back onto the peloton, there was a massive crash on this descent and you'd actually scooted forward to get back with the boys. I was just taking five minutes breather at the back. Yeah. And um, then what happened? Yeah, there was uh, we were coming coming in real hot to this uh, pretty steep downhill, big sweeper. 180 kind of cut back on itself and I don't think uh I actually wasn't quite up to the guys yet which maybe maybe it was for the better but mm. I wasn't with the guys because they ended up really fucked up um can I say that you've said it now <laughs> it's there um yeah uh I think who was it somebody from Lotto Yumbo I think it was maybe Tony Martin Apparently flipped over the bars as he was trying to slam on his brakes too hard into the turn because he realized it was it was a little bit too sharp for him, and then created a huge wave across to the outside and um, who went down? Hugh went down. Rigo went down. Surge. Surge went down. Um, I went down, and a bunch of I I I got up and. There was like thirty guys on the ground. Yeah, it was, was chaos. A lot of chaos. People were yelling, screaming, just like in pain. And the first, actually, the first thing I noticed was, <clears throat> so that when I was crashing, when I, or when I realized that I was going to crash, which was I had a good five seconds to kind of think about, or not five seconds, but it felt feels like, like five. Seconds. It felt like five seconds in my head. I was like, well, I can either go straight and go off the other side of this cliff, and most likely do some serious damage or dive into the crash. And from my perspective, I was just like, fuck it. I'm just, I'm diving into this crash and saving myself and just took one, took it. And, uh, the one thing I noticed when I first got up is there was these rock pillars, which saved us all from sliding off the edge of the cliff, which was really nice to have. Um, and somebody hit the rock pillar. They were like sharp edged, square pillars and somebody hit it so hard that he like chipped off the corner of one of the what yeah it was crazy i like it and for for some reason it was right in front of me like i got up and that was the first thing i noticed is like somebody just hit that so hard that they ripped off the corner of it what happened to that guy uh maybe it was his bike or maybe it was him i don't really and then i kind of like i got up and i looked over the edge of the cliff to like understand how lucky we were because I, I was, I don't know why I did. I just, I looked over and I was like, oh man, that could have been way, way worse than it was. So I think we're all really lucky that we came away with what we came away with. And I'm very, very lucky. Um, I only got stitches and that's it really. So it was, for me it was okay, but um, the other guys didn't fare so well. Two two broken collarbones and like a broken shoulder for Rigo. Mm. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a tough day and uh, definitely a hard one to swallow for the 
for the rest of the guys. Um, we've been working hard to get a good GC placement for Rigo, but um, yeah, we just got to stay motivated and keep keep pushing. And your day then went straight back out the back. <laughs> so we fought to get back on. You get back on, and I heard I was just cruising along the peloton at that point. I you know sprinted back to the peloton after that crash and was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm back in the bunch, just cruising along." And I was like, "Where's Logan?" And I uh, heard on the radio, yep, he's back out the back, chasing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at first, like, my leg really hurt, and it was hard to pedal at first, and it took me a while to get really actually be able to start using my right leg, but I wasn't even, throughout the leg, I wasn't able to, like, really push, so I was just getting passed by cars, and I was barely moving, and, um, yeah, I ended up getting caught by the group that, had been chasing us all day <laughs> yeah. with uh, Gaviria and Jakobsen and those guys. So uh, at first I like, I was like, yeah, I should probably hop into this group. Maybe like nobody's going to bring me back. I should just keep riding. And so I like really, really went deep to hold their wheel because I was basically using one leg at that point. And then I got a little bit used to pedaling again. Then I was... It was kind of just like suffering again all day, mm. but at a slower pace and just fighting to stay in that group. So yeah, it was a uh, it was tough. And then I flatted later. Didn't have a team car there because they were up helping people that were actually going to do something for the day. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> then it then it because we also to interrupt. We also had a guy on the break, TJ. Yeah. So one of our cars was the whole day in the front, and the other car was trying to attend to guys out the back in the crash, guys who were in the race in the peloton. So, yeah, to answer, that, go back to what you're saying, sorry. Yeah, yeah, and then I flatted, and I didn't. we didn't have the car because they were doing doing the other important things, and uh, it took me, like, two minutes to find somebody, some team car that would give me a wheel. Like, at first, nobody wanted to give me a wheel, and they're just, like, looking at me, and I'm, like, uh, I'm pointing at my wheel, like, t- trying to get them to understand that I need one and then they're like oh yeah we don't have Shimano so see ya and it's harder now too with disc brakes too because not every team has a disc brake nah no it is and it has to be Shimano it's like I I talked to Trek at first and they they were actually very motivated to help me and they're like oh but we can't we only have SRAM so sorry and I was like can you like get on the radio and like say hey this guy needs a shimano wheel or something there's no shimano spare behind you no it was just just some team cars and a, and a medic car so it could have been disastrous it could have been bad i was actually really worried for a second i was like just another thing i need to fucking worry about like really right now <laughs> and uh yeah but it, it ended up working out some some sunweb hooked me up and uh yeah, it got, got going again. And you got in safe. So pretty much we're at stage six. <laughs> and uh, we've lost two guys today. And TJ Van Garderen actually crashed also. So it wasn't a great day for us. But on the flip side, our two little Colombians got in safe. Danny Martinez and Serge. Good old Serge. So we're looking all right. Yeah. Yeah, I think we... We we got some stuff to turn around. We Serge can maybe go for the Serge and Danny can both go for the best young rider and get some stages. We also can get out there and 
we can help them, and we can uh, also maybe get into a couple breakaways here and there. See what see what can happen. But definitely got to keep fighting. Exactly. Well, turn it around. We'll chat after Andorra. Yeah. Cheers, mate. All right, so here we are. We've made it to the rest day. Well, not quite yet, because we're on this epic bus transfer, which I feel like is part stage nine, part two. And hence the ex extra noise back here. We're in the back of the bus. I'm here with Logan again. Welcome, Logan. Welcome back. Thank you. I made it. We've worked, I'm still here. <laughs> you are still here. Well done. First <laughs> rest day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, last time we spoke, stage six, everything hit the fan and we lost our big guys, Rigo and Hugh. And then, and then sadly we lost TJ the next day too, who had carried a lot of injuries from his crash also on stage six. Still try to have a dip in stage seven, but unfortunate for him, but unfortunate for all of us, it was a hell of a start and he had to step off. Um, since then we've done stage eight and stage nine. Run me through what you're thinking since stage six and what you thought those next couple of stages were gonna be and what they ended up being for you. Yeah, I was, after stage six, I also went down as we spoke about earlier. That's um, right. But yeah, I was just trying to focus on being a good teammate, but also recovering from the crash at the same time and trying to limit limit my losses a little bit and try to really recover and be healthy for the, uh, I was most worried about the Endora stages because you were talking about it so much. And I was like, <laughs> oh, 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 fuck the, the Endora stage. Uh, we uh, gotta be ready for that one. Um, yeah, and stage, honestly, I don't remember the last two days, but I do remember the day that, was that stage seven that TJ pulled out? Yeah, it was through the towns and we yeah. were about 80K of attacking. That one, yeah, that one was, that was surprisingly hard and not ideal for the day after the crash, especially in TJ's case. Um, yeah, we did 50K in the first hour or something and it was, it was really wild. But uh, yeah, that day was tough. Um, and then next day was, I think they're actually one of the more, more chill days of the of the Yeah, but the just race. remember at the start, don't forget the start. We went over those rolling hills and we are trying to get in the breakaway, remember? Yeah, and I was useless. I do remember that. I was uh, pretty pretty tired that day, pretty sore. I didn't feel good on my bike at all. So um, what's, what's your, just before we go to stage nine, which I think is worth a, a good mention. Yeah. What's your overall feeling now getting to the first rest day of the load and then with the whole second half of the race hanging over your head because I think there's something different when for instance you do a tour of Swiss or you do like a Poland or whatever a hard one week race even eight or nine stages but at the end of the day you go in the back of your mind you get to stage seven you go you know what there's two days left I'm yeah. still just as fatigued as we are right now but ultimately we'd be on the bus going home yeah instead we're going on the bus to have a little day off and then get back into it for another 12 days. So what's your feeling now? Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I'm not as pinned as I kind of thought I was going to be. I am tired, but I'm not, not as tired as, I thought I was going to be pretty, pretty against the wall right now. 
based off of the way the profiles were for the first first nine days, I was just a little a little worried about that, and I, I was just trying to make it here to mm. do the best I could. And, but uh, you I don't think, reckon you're as tired as you thought you were going to be? No, I I think I'm I think I'm I am tired today, but it I think there was a big load with the crash and yeah. everything. I think that changed the way my feeling was yeah. a little bit and the, my thought process going into the next few days. Um, and I also took the day before, I, I obviously I didn't feel good in the start, but I actually, after that, I started to feel better and then I took right in easy and I was actually expecting to feel better today in the indoor stage, but uh, I felt bad again, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, run me, run me through what happened today then. So we started on uphill neutral zone for 2K, and then we just pretty much went into an uphill start for 20K. Yeah. Run we, me through what you, you told me on the bus when you got on the, after the stage, what your normal ses sensations would be on a stage like that in, say, Dauphiné, and what your sensations were today. Yeah, normally, like, at, at Dauphiné, I was able to do... And wattage, I could do 350 on a climb on those sort of climbs. Yep. Like back to back, but nine days into a race, I was barely able to do 300 watts. Yeah. So it was it was a completely different feeling, and it, obviously the load is there, and yeah. everybody is a little. I can tell everybody's on that, but people today were. I can tell people were highly caffeinated. <laughs> there was some people pushing pushing the pushing the limits at the start. And at the end of the day, we all pretty much ended up in the same exact Capetto and we did our own thing. But yeah, it was, we kind of went into it with a plan and uh, with Kiel, you and I, we kind of had a little bit of a- An idea. An idea of what to do and our baselines on each climb and how much we could lose to really limit the losses and try to do the stage as easy as possible, I guess. But, I mean, three mountains isn't easy, no matter how you do it, but, um, yeah. And what happened to that plan? Uh, well, you didn't hear me, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I ended I up. I was in the zone. I was caffeinated up. <laughs> you were definitely caffeinated. You were looking good, though. You were, uh, you were hanging onto the field, and I was like, I just didn't want to push that extra bit and go too deep and potentially blow on that next climb. Yeah. And it, I saw what happened. And like all I had to do was hang on for another 30 seconds or minute, and I was with that group all the way to the climb. Maybe I would have blown on the climb. Who knows? But. But at the end of the day, you were still with me at the end. So yeah. who's actually laughing now? Probably you. I don't know. I mean, we did we did rip the descents. I may have gotten some Strava KMs on the descents. We were uh, taking. I didn't want to take the risks. I was just following some people, and they were. You know, you know the thing. You just don't yeah. want to get dropped from the group that you're with. No, you and don't. They, they were flying, so I was like, all right, I guess I'm flying. <laughs> and uh, you can laugh about it now because you didn't go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was there was some tricky descents, so um, yeah. Thankfully, nobody went down. What's your rest day plan tomorrow? What What would be your ideal? Not knowing how a rest day goes, but what would you like your day to look like tomorrow? Uh, I definitely want a good sleep in. Um, that's that's number one. Have yep. a good have a good uh, breakfast meal. Maybe some maybe we can get some pancakes. Are we? I don't know. We might not need to send something into the. Ooh, Olga does a mean pancake that's, too. Our yeah, chef. Yeah, that'd be good. And we've got some maple that was brought over by our physio Charlie from the U.S. Is it? Yeah, that is? that's his. That's his father-in-law's. He has, oh. owns like a maple orchard. 
Okay. He's just trying to get rid of that stuff. And I was like, mate, bring it over. And we've still got some of that left around. Yeah. So that'd be ideal on the pancakes tomorrow. That'd be good. Maybe we should send a message. Um, yeah, start with that. Do a little spin. Um, easy not, spin on the road bike. Yeah, just easy spin. And then, uh, yeah, lay down. Chill in the afternoon, get a massage. You guys want drink? Have Ricardo. Have Ricardo uh, fix me up, straighten me out, and then, uh, yeah, just chill out some more. That's Ken Van Mark, our director. Just and we've in. moved down the back of the bus to get away from his voice, <laughs> and he actually followed us the whole way down here <laughs> and perceived to interfere in this podcast. I'll tell you what. I'm going to leave that in so everyone can know. Um, well, that's about it, really. Yeah. I'm looking forward to my day too. You and I are in the room, so we'll uh, get a chance to sort of... What's your ideal day? My ideal day would be up early, short breakfast, long ride, <laughs> no massage, no. Um, I would like to sleep in longer than I normally do, and I've been a bit of a, a thorn in your heel because I get up earlier than you. But that's not because I don't want to sleep, it's just because I'm sort of train that way because of my kids. Yeah. So I'm getting longer now. Yeah. So I would like to have a nice sleep, get up, have a stretch, a beautiful breakfast, an easy ride because we've got the time trial the following day and have a bit of a hit out then. Yep. And then, you know, just sort of relax in the Arvo, maybe a massage, do some reading. That's about it, really. Yeah. Sounds about the same plan, I guess. Sweet. All right. We'll <laughs> speak to you uh, sometime next week. Cool. Cheers, mate. Chimba. Well, thanks guys for listening. Be sure to get in touch with us and send us in any questions and we'll try and get them answered with Logan coming into this second rest day. Hopefully we can all get there, both Logan and myself. It looks like a tough week ahead. I want to say thanks to everyone out there on the Andorra stages and throughout the Vuelta giving me support along the way. It certainly does help to get through this, this epic tour. I want to say thanks again to my producer, Lara, and the wide angle podium. And once again, make sure you go over and check out the merch at lifeinthepeloton.com. And guys, until the second rest day, hang in there. Cheers. Cheers.